before its skies may turn to gray. And I don't worry o'er the future, for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what lies ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand But I know who holds tomorrow And I know who holds my hand I don't know about tomorrow it may bring me poverty, but the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me. And the path that is my portion may be through the flame or flood. But his presence goes before me, and I'm covered by his blood. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. service started as we hear those words, I know who holds tomorrow. I hope if you knew that song, you sung along with them as they sang that, and they did it in such a beautiful way and a moving way, and we are glad uh, that you are joining us today at Roseville Baptist Church for this worship experience. Uh, last Sunday in June, it's hard to believe how many Sundays we have been out of the pocket not being able to gather and meet and you probably heard uh, this past week that we have delayed that uh, because of the spiking of the virus by the leadership team. You also notice that there's flags up here. Uh, this coming Saturday, we will celebrate in our country our time of Independence Day. And uh, we certainly will be singing some of those praises that illustrate that today. And again, we 
are glad that you can join us and worshiping with us. For those who are part of this church and this community and others who watch from uh, faraway places even, we are glad that you can be with us this morning uh, as we worship the Lord. We hope that uh, if you're not on our email list that you'll join us. Uh, most of our information is transmitted through that uh, present tense, and so if you'll just contact Pam about that and uh, go to our website. We're grateful for those who were able uh, to use that this past week in various ways, and we're delighted for the Vacation Bible School, all those who put hard work in and making that uh, a possibility for us and making that happen. Certainly, as we go to the Lord in prayer, we want to remember those on our prayer list. We hope, again, those who are on our email list, you are able to go and view those and run a copy of that and pray for those individuals and those families each and every day. Again, I mentioned the passing of Bobby Wade Young and his services this past week. Also, uh, Beth uh, Broadway's father, Paul Hemphill, uh, they had his service this past week. Yesterday, Lily Terrell's service was at Roseville Cemetery, and we understand that Doris Parker has passed away. I'm not sure about the arrangements, but uh, uh, pay attention to uh, particularly the Bright website uh, for that, and if we have information, the church will send that out early in the week. But we want to remember these families as well as others uh, who are going through trying times. Many in our church are having chemotherapy or immunotherapy. Uh, others are trying to rehab. Uh, so lift them up. Uh, many people are feeling isolated and discouraged and even depressed. And we hope that we all do as the body of Christ, as the people of, of faith, to be able to reach out to those who may be hurting and suffering and going through difficult times. Would you please join me in an opening prayer, please? Our Heavenly Father, what a joy and delight it is to be able to come and worship you this morning. We thank you for all of those who are participants and those who are able to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ through prayers and message and through song. And just through their presence, and we thank you, Lord, for uh, their commitment to you. We pray, O oh Lord, for those who are listening by, who have lost loved ones today, that you come in a generous way, an extra measure of grace that you would give to them to help them endure the losses that they've experienced. We pray, Lord, that you would comfort them and console them and walk along with them on this journey. We know our days are filled with ups and downs, and sometimes those downs feel more permanent in our lives than even the ups do. But we pray that you would give us relief, and we pray, Father, that we would find light at the end of our tunnels. Oh, Lord, help us in this service today that we would honor you in every possible way. We are grateful that we live in this country, still the greatest country in all the world, that we can celebrate freedom, not only nationally, but Lord, more importantly, this morning, help us to understand that we experience spiritual freedom. And as through Jesus Christ, our Lord, there is no other way to be able to find that kind of freedom except through him. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us during this time of our service. And Lord, we'd be true to our calling. For we make this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Psalm 33, uh, verse 12, tells us that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Let this song be our praise for this beautiful nation this morning, and let it also be our prayer 
that God will continue to shed his grace on this country. America the beautiful. special welcome to all of our children who are watching along with us this morning on live stream. I hope you all have had a great week. I want to remind you that if you look on our Rollsville Baptist Children's Ministry Facebook page, you can find under the most recent post our children's worship bulletin for this morning. I also want to remind you that VBS took place this week. It was not like normal. But we did have uh, video VBS uh, posted each day on the Rollsville Baptist Church Facebook page. And all those videos are still available for, for you to view on that Rollsville Baptist Church Facebook page. So you can go back and look at those uh, if you have not seen them yet. Or if you just want to go back and re-watch re them. So this morning, we are talking about freedom. What do you think of when you think of Freedom. Well, for me, I think of different things. I uh, think of being outside, being free and uh, not cooped up indoors. I think of being maybe at the beach where I can see the horizon and see how open and vast things are. Of course, I think of the holiday we're going to celebrate this week, July 4th and Independence Day and uh, all that that means. I think of the flag that we have uh, here this morning, and I think of uh, the fireworks and all those great things that we celebrate on the 4th of July, and freedom. So that's a, some of the things that I think about when I think of freedom, and maybe you have other things that you think of. Freedom is really, really important. But you know what? Jesus talked about freedom as well, and the freedom that Jesus talks about is more important than any of those other freedoms that we think about or we talk about. You see, Jesus was talking one day with a group of people, and he told them, the truth will set you free. You will know the truth, 
and the truth will set you free. Now, when these people that were talking with Jesus and, and listening to him heard him say that, they got kind of confused. Because, see, they were like you and me. They had never been slaves. They had never been not free. And so they were a little bit confused by that. And they said, Jesus, what do you mean? The truth will set us free. We are free. Well, Jesus said to them this. He said, I tell you for certain that anyone who sins is a slave of sin. And slaves don't stay in the family forever though the son will always remain in the family. So what I want to remind you all of is that Jesus offers us the opportunity to be a part of the family of God, to be children of God. And with that, we are no longer slaves. We are children of God, and that brings freedom. There's a great song that's a relatively new Christian song that's come out within the last few years. And we've actually sang it here at Roseville Baptist Church before. It's called No Longer Slaves. And it's really simple. The chorus just says, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And that's a great thing for us to remember this morning. We are free if we are children of God this morning. And that's the best freedom that we could ever hope for. Let's pray and thank God for that freedom that we have through Christ Jesus our Lord. Dear God, thank you so much that you have made us the opportunity to be your children and to have the freedom that comes with being children of God. I pray that you would help each one of us take that freedom very, very seriously and know that that means that we are part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. for a country to which I've never been before no sad goodbyes will there be spoken for time won't matter anymore to labor and then 
we are to be able to have this group to sing on this day for us that song Beulah Land and talking about freedom that's real freedom isn't it that one day when we leave the chains that bind us here on earth we'll have to be able to be in the presence of the living God in that land called Beulah Land that place called heaven so we rejoice in being able to celebrate that song and we thank all of those who made that possible today if you have your Bibles with you and would like to follow along with me, I'll be reading from Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. In this passage, it talks about freedom. It talks about life in the Spirit, that that's real freedom. So join me as we read these words. <clears throat> Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus... The law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their own minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, who are in the realm of the flesh but are not in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. May God bless the reading and the hearing and the understanding of His precious and His holy word. Breaking free. I believe the desire for freedom, it pulsates through human history in every age. The desire for freedom begins probably about that early age of two 
when we learn to say no, and we say no often and definitively, we say that oftentimes in loud and embarrassing places, and our parents sometimes don't know what to do with us as we say no. But we start with that independence. We start wanting that freedom at an early age. Real freedom uh, is not the freedom from which we find control, but the freedom um, in which we are in control of our lives. Charles Kinsley said there are two freedoms. The false freedom, where a man is free to do what he likes, and the true freedom, though, he says, is where man is free to do what he ought. And there's a big difference between those two. Too few of us in the world in which we are presently living have experienced this second kind of freedom, to do what we ought to do. We are far more comfortable with the freedom of doing what we like to do. You see, for some people, freedom means Freedom from, freedom from the federal government, or freedom from responsibility, or freedom from traditional morality, or freedom from a hard-nosed boss, or freedom even from our spouses or those in our families. Professor Higgins in the film My Fair Lady has this line in it. I am an ordinary man who desires nothing more than just an ordinary chance to live exactly as I like and to do as precisely as I want. Maybe that is what we find in our society today. That's what freedom is to many people. They want to do exactly what they like to do, precisely what they want. If that means leaving behind some moral restraints or social responsibilities, or even the people they love the most, so be it. People today want freedom from just about anything uh, that would limit their personal desires. You see, this is not a new thing. The basic thrust of Western civilization from ancient Greece to present day can be summed up in a single phrase, freedom from. Our country was founded on a lot of that freedom from as people came here from other parts of the world to try to find some kind of freedom. A lot of it was religious liberty that they were seeking in their own lives. The Industrial Revolution, by centering life in villages surrounded by great factories, freed people from the communities in which they had spent their entire lives. In this past century, the slow erosion of traditional values is trying to free people from that last social institution to which traditionally they have been tied, and that is the family. Ellen Goodman, who writes for the Boston Globe, calls us a nation of leavers. Our forefathers left Asia and Europe and Africa to come to America. But next on their frontiers, it opened up. They moved west until they came to the ocean. Now, she says, with no other place to go, we are leaving each other. This kind of freedom is popular, freedom from anything that would limit a, our personal autonomy, our freedom from social constraints, 
freedom from crying kids, freedom from that daily grind, that would be the kind of freedom that many of us find ourselves enslaved to. That freedom from Charles Simpson of Mobile, Alabama tells of meeting a young man who dives for exotic fish for aquariums. Now, this adventurous man said that one of the most popular aquarium fish is the shark. And he explained that if you catch a small shark and confine it, it will stay its size in proportion to the aquarium that is put in. Sharks can be six inches long and yet be fully matured. But if you turn them loose out in the ocean, they can grow to a normal length of some eight feet. A writer named Clarence Harvey tells an experience that he had as a boy. He said one summer he was packing uh, to spend about three months with some relatives that lived north of him at a lake. And as he was packing up, his dad said, you could take that goldfish with you too because I don't want a tent of that goldfish for some three months while you're gone. And so uh, he took the goldfish and, uh, along with him that summer. And so as he got there to the lake, young Clarence decided that he wanted to become a liberator. So he went down to the dock with his fish bowl and gave his fish a little talk. He said, I'm going to throw you in this lake and you will be free. You can eat well here and you can grow up to be a big fish. Well, Clarence put the goldfish in the water at the end of the dock, and it stayed right where he put it. He backed off thinking perhaps the fish uh, was being uh, held back by his own shadow, but he noticed even as he moved back and disappeared with his shadow that that goldfish stayed in place. He even threw a stone into the water to try to scare it off. All it did was just swim around a little stone. When he came back after lunch, the goldfish was still there and swimming in the same spot. Clarence sat down and thought, that fish should be free. It's got the whole lake to swim in. Suddenly, he saw in the water a huge ripple, whop. A big bass swallowed up his little goldfish. Later in life, someone told him about the life of a goldfish. He said that they live in circumference of a certain size they've been conditioned to think small and they will swim around in that small circle after they've learned to do that earlier in their life now that's fascinating isn't it psychologically but what does sharks and goldfish have to do with us in Paul's letter to the Romans He's talking about more than creatures of the sea, isn't he? St. Paul is writing to believers to tell them that they have been given a freedom, that they are fear from this uh, limitations of their old life, that they move forward in their lives uh, not enhanced by uh, their own past experiences, but what the Lord himself can do. The Holy Spirit has come to take off the change from their hearts and their minds that they may soar as they've never soared before. This is the Father's will for us. And Paul declares to them that we shall live in faith, not out of fear, as it talks about here in this passage that we find in Romans. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, he tells us. 
The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, he says, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, he tells us, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Do you hear what the Apostle Paul is saying to us this morning, he's saying that some of us are letting our own personal circumstances and not our faith dictate how we feel about life. That we are letting our fears and our doubts enslave us. That God's purpose is that we may not give in to our circumstances, but that we might overcome them and that we might break loose from the bonds that keep us from being who God created us to be. I wonder as you hear my voice this morning, how many of you feel chained down? How many of you need to break loose? That Christ needs to enter into your life and into your heart and that you are freed up to be all that you can be through Jesus Christ our Lord. How sad it is to see someone who has been broken by life. Maybe uh, they've had circumstances that are very difficult. Some people have bumped into obstacles for so long that they have just simply quit trying. Life has been so painful for them that they have built a fence around themselves with the sole purpose of ensuring that they will never be hurt again like they were hurt in the past. They have been conditioned to accept limitations that may exist only in their own minds. Dr. Walter Larimore says that he and his wife Barb were visiting friends whose neighbor had a young golden retriever which was confined to the yard by electric fence. The fence had a buried cable uh, that would cause a probe in the dog's collar to lightly shock the dog if he got too close to this underground wire. So <clears throat> this dog stayed in the yard, safe, never straying very far uh, from his yard, only watching there at the bay uh, and lapping up uh, what was going on in front of him. But the Larimores and their friends were sitting on the back porch one day, and some people came down the beach with a set of puppies. Now, exuberant in their energy, the puppies were chasing sticks that were thrown into the water. Larimore watched this golden retriever's ears cocked forward and her tail wagged uh, furiously as she watched the pups playing in the surf. And she slowly crept up on this buried wire of the invisible fence. Now, the retriever knew uh, what she was called to be, and it was not within the safety of the yard. Her heart longed to join the puppies in the water that were having so much fun down there. But Larimore wondered if she would risk this momentary shock. Was the memory of pain that she had experienced in the past just too scary? As the family slowly moved towards the beach, the dog traveled in the yard closer to that fence and was watching those puppies play in view. You see, 
as the puppies moved away, the retriever sunk down, and Larimore declared that she literally moaned. The next morning, while they were on a walk, Dr. Larimore met the dog's owner and shared the observations from the evening before, and the owner laughed. You know, he said, we haven't had that wire turned on for several weeks now. Larimore says he felt that pain of sadness. It was the pain of the retriever's past that was keeping that dog imprisoned. If that dog had only known that that electric wire was not turned on, she would have gone and played with those other puppies there in the water having fun like they were having fun. It doesn't just happen to golden retrievers. It happens to us as human beings as well. How many painful experiences can a person have before they just give up and quit trying? My fear is far too many people in the world in which we are living today has experienced some bruising and some hurt and some pain and some disappointment and some sadness and they've just decided to quit and they've given up. They, they know where the electric fence is. They, they know where the barriers are and they no longer push forward with any kinds of dreams or anticipation of being more than they possibly already are. Many people today without jobs are learning how cruel the world can be if you can't get a job. That you don't have any personal income. You don't have a way of making your mortgage payment or providing for your family needs. Other people have had their hearts broken in relationships enough times that they have concluded that it is certainly uh, not worth trying to risk their lives again, and so they feel unworthy to be loved. It's sad to see anyone who has been broken by life, who is enslaved by negative emotions, who has given in to the very spirit of fear. There is one of the reasons that Christ came into the world. He came to deliver us from desperate, meaningless life. He came to give us hope and a sense of well-being. How does that happen? Well, we are told in this passage, he tells us who we are. Listen to the words again. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. That's us, those of us who are believers in him. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. You and I are God's children. Regardless of what your formal name may be, you are a child of God if you've accepted Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Do you understand what this means? We have an innate dignity, a reason for being that should allow us to live with our heads high knowing that we are loved by a holy God. It is a sad thing when a person loses sight of who he or she is. Christ came and Paul tells us he sent his Holy Spirit to us to help us know that we are God's adopted children. Steve Jobs, who we associate with Apple, 
how uh, that company has been so explosive and successful. Many have said one of the reasons that Steve Jobs was able to be as successful as he was was because he was deserted as a child and he became adopted. One of the reasons he suggested that he was able to accomplish so much in his life was his adoptive parents emphasized to him the fact that his adoption made him a special child. He was so special that they chose him out of all the rest of the children. They became their son. And he belonged there in that family. We are told by biblical scholars that Paul's words carried that same idea. To be adopted in the Roman world was to be uh, specifically selected by someone. To be adopted uh, meant that you were special, that you inherited uh, all the privileges of family, of property, and all the such. To be adopted was considered a great privilege. Do you understand that you are God's adopted children today? Don't ever get to the point that you get down on yourself and give up no matter how much hurt and pain you may have experienced in your own life at this point. You may feel enslaved, but you can be freed by the Lord Jesus Christ this morning if you're willing to submit your life to Him. You see, God's will for you is to overcome your circumstances, whatever they may be, by trusting in His love so that you can be freed. Paul writes, The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. The Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children, each one of us who are believers in Jesus Christ. As we put our faith in Him, we're His children. Comedian Charlie Chaplin once said that the greatest gift that his mother ever gave to him was a large view of life. When his mother was 18, she eloped with a middle-aged man and went and lived in Africa. The marriage failed, and she returned to London and married a struggling artist who fathered Charlie, but he died at 37. Chaplin's mother, once a singer, lost her voice. She lived on the edge of poverty, but nevertheless entrusted to her son a precious gift and belief that he could adjust to any situation that came along. And she said to him uh, things that were positive and affirming. The chaplain said this about her, said, Mother was always able to stand outside her environment. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, that whatever our situation, through Jesus Christ our Lord, that we're able to adjust and adapt. That's what we must do sometimes by the grace of God, live outside of our environment. Someone asked us how we're doing, and we reply, oh, all right, under the circumstances. I've heard that pretty often in these last few weeks and months. How are you doing? Well, I guess under the circumstances, eh, I guess I'm doing all right. God's will for us is to get on top of our circumstances, not under them. Don't let life break you down. You are God's child. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but you've been given a spirit of sonship, or may I say, daughtership. 
take the chains off of your brain and off of your heart. You are free. You are free to be everything that God created you to be. I think so many of us hold ourselves back. We remember too often our hurts and pains and discouragements. We use for excuses things that we should not instead of putting our life simply in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, we find ourselves struggling day in and day out, and we play those same negative scripts in our brains all the time, and it prohibits us from being the people of God that we should be. I like what Bruce Larson once said. He said, God has better things for us. Unfortunately, much of the time, we're like the caterpillar who watches a butterfly fly by and we say to ourselves, you'll never get me up in one of those things. God has a better dream for us than we can ever imagine. If we are able to shed our prison, our cocoon, then we can fly even higher than even that butterfly. I wonder this morning how many of us are willing to just stay in our cocoon. And we talk a lot about freedom and we wave the flag and all those things are nice and good. But in the midst of all of that with national freedom, we don't have personal freedom. We don't have spiritual freedom. Paul tells these people, the Romans, how to get it. He tells us, present tense on this Sunday, the last Sunday in June, as we approach Independence Day, how we can have it as well. Are you ready to fly? It's high time for many of us to break free under the leadership of Jesus Christ and to be all that we can be under his leadership. Amen and amen. May God bless you as we seek for our own personal freedom uh, to be who God called us to be, not the freedom and license to do anything we want to do, but rather the freedom to do what we ought to do. May God bless us on this day. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, so many of us as we think about this passage, as we think about this message this morning, if we're truthful, we realize we may not be as free as we would need to be. We are enslaved by our own sin, by our own hang-ups, by our own habits, by our own biases. Oh, Lord, we can be better than we are. We ask that you remove from our life those things that prohibit us from being the people of God, the children of God, as you've called us. For as parents, we hope that our children turn out to be good and righteous people, that we have taught them right from wrong. God desires from us, his children, to be the same way. To be in the image of Jesus Christ, the longer we live, the more we become like Him. And the more freedom we experience, 
the more we're able to live for Him. So Lord, as you come to us on this day, take away those chains that bind us. Free us up as your people, as we may be enslaved and we didn't even realize it, but you're able through your Holy Spirit to give us release. And we make this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We're delighted that you were able to be with us today. We hope the Lord is able to move along with you in your life, whatever you may be experiencing. And we hope that you'll join us again as opportunity avails itself. Uh, we hope that if you're listening and you'd like to talk to us, one of our staff members, you'll call the church here at Roseville Baptist Church. We'll be delighted to talk to you uh, about any issue that's going on in your life. Even though we can't gather, we still are gathering in the Spirit of God, and God continues to transform and change our lives. Until we can meet again, we ask that the Lord would keep you safe and healthy and bless you. Uh, amen and amen.